0: This episode is brought to you by Penguin Random House Audio. Want to give audiobooks a try for your next book club pick, but don't know where to start? Penguin Random House Audio provides suggested questions, discussion points, and recommended titles. Today, they're recommending Beneath a Ruthless Sun, written by Pulitzer Prize-winning author Gilbert King and read by Kimberly Farr. This is a gripping true story about a case in Florida in 1957 when the wife of a citrus baron and infamous racist Willis McCall is assaulted, and a mentally-impaired young man was convicted without trial. This account of the crime is an engrossing listen. Visit tryaudiobooks.com slash bookriot and bring your book club meetings to a new level. Start listening today. It was election night, and a political outsider was about to shock the system.
1: Right now, a historic moment. Uh, We can now project the winner of the presidential race CNN projects. Donald Trump wins the presidency. The business tycoon, a TV personality, capping his improbable political journey with an astounding upset victory. Okay, so not that election night. We're talking November 7th, 2017, Lawrence, Kansas City Commission.
2: All right. Well, let's go ahead and bring this meeting to order. Um, first of all, we just want to remind everyone that tonight is election night, and so we have a little bit of a short agenda. And we certainly want to wish everyone the best of luck for tonight's results. And I think about nine o'clock is when we'd be expecting them in, perhaps. Maybe. I think that's mm-hmm. typical. Maybe I should be asking Commissioner Amigs, what's the typical average time that results oh, come in? Nine o'clock. Okay, nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> nine o'clock.
0: Actually, it would be closer to 930 before the tallies came in, determining the top two vote getters who would earn four-year terms on the Lawrence City Commission.
1: And first-time candidate Jennifer Ananda, who had finished fourth in the primary, was on pins and needles as the numbers started flashing onto the big screen at the Douglas County Courthouse.
2: We got the first results in, and I felt like I was about to die because (laughs) I was in second place, but barely. And Again, I was 100% prepared to be fourth place, so I was completely uh, incapable of speech when the final results came in, because I expected those results to get closer and closer to third place, but instead that margin widened. You don't realize what an exposing feeling that is. Like, everybody knows how many votes I got.
0: Ananda, an attorney and civil rights activist, had decided that running for city commission would be the best way to make a difference in her community. She had never run for office before, had never even worked on a campaign— She had no idea where to start.
1: But she did have a secret weapon. After filling out her paperwork, she walked into her local public library. She checked out a book titled How to Win a Local Election. And then, well, she did.
0: Hello and welcome to Annotated. I'm Rebecca Shinsky.
1: In this episode, we'll look at how a book launched one candidate's journey into politics and how maybe, just maybe, books and libraries hold the key to mending our fractured digital age discourse and might just save our democracy.
0: This episode is brought to you by Penguin Random House Audio. As the premier publisher in the audiobook industry, Penguin Random House Audio is dedicated to producing top-quality audiobooks written and read by the best in the business. Today, they're recommending The Punishment She Deserves, written by Elizabeth George and read by award-winning narrator Simon Vance. Inspector Thomas Lindley of Scotland Yard and his loyal Detective Sergeant Barbara Havers find themselves up against one of the most sinister murder cases they've ever encountered. If your book club loves a thrill, then this riveting mystery is perfect for you. Visit tryaudiobooks.com slash bookriot for more book club suggestions and other titles from Penguin Random House Audio. I think it was the thing that I always wanted to do. I just didn't know it. Jennifer Ananda says the roots of her political activism were planted early during a childhood in a tiny southeastern Kansas town, population not quite 3,000, and the things she experienced there. Some pretty serious
2: things like witnessing uh, violence in the home or extreme poverty to more, I guess we could call them minor things, like being called Pocahontas and feminazi by classmates in high school. They were a symptom of a much larger problem, and I didn't have context for that when I was younger.
1: In 2000, she moved to Lawrence to attend the University of Kansas, got active in some campus advocacy groups, and graduated with a degree in film and English.
2: I was ready to change the world through documentaries and books about documentaries, But then I realized that I wanted to do more than just sit on the sidelines and watch the changes that I wanted to see.
0: I wanted to be that change. So that meant law school, where she also earned a master's of social work, followed by legal work for victims of abuse, and eventually a job back at her alma mater, where she serves as the deputy Title IX coordinator, reacting to complaints of discrimination and harassment on and around campus.
1: She's also a mom to two sons, which, she says, is why she started thinking about how to make a lasting difference in the community she hoped they, too, would call home.
0: Ananda already knew and had worked with a few former city commissioners, even opened a law practice with one, and it seemed to her like the right place to start.
2: I'm the kind of person who believes that in order to make music, you have to be able to read music. And I know that there are people who can walk into a room and, as a virtuoso, make mind-blowing pieces without ever having looked at sheet music or anything else. But that's not me. I built it from the ground up. So, the City Commission was a good place to me to test my mettle.
1: Hearing her story, it sounds like she's an ideal candidate. Yep. Self-made, sincere. Uh-huh. Thoughtful, committed, composed. True. Okay. So
2: when I filed my paperwork, I was literally shaking <laughs> and I had never worked on a campaign. I had never run for office. I had no foundational
1: knowledge. Completely understandable.
0: There's a first time for everything.
1: She's a millennial. I'm sure she just gave it a Google.
0: Well,
1: a nice YouTube tutorial.
0: Perhaps we forgot to mention Ananda had previously worked at the public library
2: the library is always my first stop. Whenever I'm trying something new or looking into something new or learning something new, it's my go-to place. So I naturally looked it up in their database (laughs) and checked out the book that was there. And it was called How to Win a Local Election.
1: How to Win a Local Election by Judge Lawrence Gray. Sounds almost made up, doesn't it? Even the author's name, Judge Gray. It's like the book you'd invent for a sitcom where your protagonist wants to, you know, learn how to win a local election.
0: Well, it's real. I have a copy right here. Naturally, it's got a red, white, and blue cover. There's a picture of one of those plastic hats with a striped band that people sometimes used to wear to election parties or Fourth of July parades. Full disclosure, though, we didn't go to the library to get it. Three eighty nine used from abooks.com shipping included.
1: It's pretty old school. Chapter one, the office you want to run for. Chapter five, district geography and demography. Turns out, though, It was just what Ananda needed to get going.
2: It was incredibly useful as far as getting me organized. I took a lot of ideas on using data with voters because I couldn't go to every door in our community of the 100,000 residents that we had. So I had to use the parameters articulated in the book that would allow me to reach people who were likely to vote and more likely to vote for me if we met or I reached out via mail. So it was a wonderful foundational document.
0: Ananda says she followed the book's timelines and got good ideas for campaign themes and materials. She spent hours putting together her own mailers, often binge-watching Parks and Rec, NBC's sitcom about small-town government starring Amy Poehler.
2: It was kind of flooring how many parallels there were and how accurate some of the things that they portray as far as campaigning and running and just being part of how a city works. Um, It it was kind of mind-blowing. as It felt somewhat existential while I was watching it.
1: The book was helpful, even though it didn't exactly cover everything a young woman running in 2017 might confront, like gender and age discrimination. And Ananda admits its advice on media and technology was slightly outdated.
0: Whoa, chapter nine, begin your computer planning by making a decision as to whether you need a computer at all.
1: Yeah, you might ask, when was this book first written?
0: When was this book first written?
1: Let's go back to 1994.
0: In terms of elections and political media, this may seem like ancient history. Fox News and MSNBC don't even exist yet. The Internet is in its infancy, and nobody's ever heard of Politico or HuffPo or, you know, Breitbart.
1: Indeed, media-obsessed, hardcore political junkies really have just one place to turn. And that's our schedule for the next few hours. Now your phone calls and faxes on politics.
0: Yep, C-SPAN.
3: Judge Lawrence Gray, author of a book out this month, How to Win a Local Election.
1: And in these early halcyon days of the Clinton administration, a widening partisan divide and distrust of public officials is already very much a thing.
3: Recent polls and think pieces in the press in the last month or so suggest that Americans are turning away from government and politics, maybe even out of disgust. And yet you've written this book. Why? Well, I think perhaps maybe I'm not as cynical as a lot of the media people. I think that there are people who are Genuinely interested in their communities and want to make them better and more efficient and more.
0: Judge Gray's book was an attempt, he said, to bring government back to the people, to help them take control of their own lives and, in the process, to cut through the partisanship. Indeed, his guide is politically impartial. The chairs of the Republican and Democratic National Committee each wrote a foreword.
3: How will you know when your book has been a success, at least as far as you're concerned? Well, if somebody from Cordell, Georgia, sends me a letter and said, I used your book and, you know, got me elected. And I call a friend in Cordell, Georgia, and I say, how is Mary Smith doing as mayor down there? And they say, well, she's doing a hell of a job. And then then I will say, it's not a question of just getting people elected, but if this book helps good people get elected and the, the citizens are happy with the people who use the book, then I think... Uh, uh, I'll be satisfied for what I've what I've accomplished.
0: Replace Mary Smith and Cordell Georgia with Jennifer Ananda and Lawrence Kansas, and it seems like we've got ourselves a winner, don't you think? So shall we go back? Let's do it. Judge Gray, now 77, has long since retired from the bench. It's been more than a decade since the book's last printing, and his publisher no longer has his contact information. His most recent listed addresses were all out of date, and his old law office number now rings at a Mexican restaurant near Columbus. Even his colleagues at the Ohio Court of Appeals had fallen out of touch.
1: But we managed to track him down. Hello?
0: We were curious to see what he thought of the fact that nearly a quarter century after he wrote it, a young candidate was crediting his book as the foundation of her campaign.
3: I do feel definitely that my book has helped some people, and I'm pleased about that. It's, uh, I still get a you know, little bit of a royalty check, and oh. that, that kind of pleases me that it is being of use some people.
1: He stands by his belief that, in a time when so many are obsessed with national politics, local offices are still the most crucial ones, maybe now more than ever.
3: And Trump's trade policies with China are frankly really not more important than getting your garbage picked up. The world may be going going to hell in a handbasket. My little hometown, at least, has clean streets. You know what I mean? You talk about American democracy, but actually it should be a plural american democracies there are about over half a million elective offices in the united states when you count every city council school board you know water board assessors all sorts of having good people filling these offices has you've know, got to make you feel that you've done something worthwhile
0: and while he acknowledges that his book is outdated some basics never change
3: well You know, politics is still the same. It means going out, talking to people, getting them to vote for you. You have to go out and listen to the people. You get an idea of what's not wanted and what's wanted and what can be done and what can't be done. It also gives you an idea of what it's going to be like running the office. You know, one of the things, remember, is, you know, by God, you might get elected.
1: (laughs) Which brings us back to Lawrence. New FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN, depend on it. We're speaking with Jennifer Ananda, a newcomer to the Lawrence City Commission. And Jennifer, uh, first of all, tell our listeners a little bit about Jennifer.
2: I've been in Lawrence for 17 years now. Um, I ran because I have two children, an 8-year-old and a 10-year-old, and I want this to be
0: the kind of city they can come back to. In the wake of her election victory, 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 Ananda says it's amusing to her that reporters cited the fact that she had actually used a book and made such a big deal about it.
1: Kind of like we're doing right now.
2: I was surprised that it was noticed as unique or insightful, whereas... That was a natural thing for me to do. My go-to is to check out the book on it because it's like the Supreme Court of Information. It's not quite as quickly moving. Um, and so you, you have to go through a process to get published generally. And, and so that information is a little bit more filtered. So, yeah, I'm far more confident walking into a library and checking out a book on something, even if it is somewhat dated. I think it's a great foundational starting place when you're trying to learn new information.
0: In her first months in office, Ananda has been getting to know her role and her constituents, touring city departments, firehouses, planning offices, and making plenty of return trips to one public establishment in particular.
2: Our library is kind of an institution in our community. And so they bring in speakers, they bring in activities. We have a phenomenal summer reading program. And so the more engaged our community is with that, the more I can gauge what is important to our community. At the city commission meetings, a lot of times we're seeing the same people saying similar things, and the library represents a different part of the community and a broader level of privilege in our community. So it's important to maintain broad perspectives, not just the ones that you're hearing all the time. And I think that the library is a great conduit for that.
0: So I guess you could say that one book might help you get elected.
1: But to help you govern, it takes a library. This episode of Annotated was written and produced by Victor Wishna, who, like Jennifer Ananda, is from Kansas.
0: Hey, so am I. And so am I. Production assistance by Jeremy Desmond. Sound design by Kyle O'Neill.
1: Uh, guys, Kyle here. I'm also from Kansas. Oh, right. You're my brother, and we lived in the same house.
0: Our thanks to Commissioner Jennifer Ananda and Judge Lawrence Gray.
1: If this episode has inspired you to run for, say, school board or county auditor... Judge Gray's How to Win a Local Election is still available wherever books are sold. Or, of course, at a library near you.
0: And for all you nerds, we're giving away the 10 best books about books from 2017 just for annotated listeners. Find the link in the show notes or go to bookriot.com annotated2, that's the number 2, to enter for a chance to
1: win. And last but not least, you can help Annotated out by rating and reviewing Annotated on Apple Podcasts. This helps new people find the show, which helps us get advertisers, which allows us to make more and better episodes.
0: Until next time, thanks for listening.